tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show. So we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. I came into work earlier today. By early, I mean early, like 10 a.m. And I was getting some crap for me being tired and kind of out of it. And Spencer, you and I both don't always sleep well. That's correct. We have weird, uh, not I mean, not necessarily schedules, just weird sleep habits. Yeah. And I was trying to explain that, hey, this is my 4 a.m. And they just laughed at me. 4 a.m.? They said, ah, yeah, me coming in at 10 a.m., on my work day, it's 4 a.m. Hmm. So right now is... Technically, 3, 3 p.m. is there 9 a.m. So that means if I'm coming in at 10, you know, I did a little bit of CJ math here. Okay, so I'm right now saying, is... Like, me, me, right wake, me waking up at 9 a.m. to come into work and getting here by 10, that's like 4 a.m. It's not, but yeah, okay, I see what it you're is. saying. To you, yeah, when you go to sleep at 3 a.m., uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just take my side on this, all right? I do. We just... I am, yes, boss. Thank you for the paycheck. <laughs> hey, they don't call me boss. They call me captain. They call my dad boss. It's a good loophole there. Uh, absolutely. Well, I just wanted to uh, let okay. all my dumb coworkers so know. So who do we throw some shade at since someone was talking smack to you? Everyone. Oh. Everyone that's like, wow, I'm like, it's like it's, I just woke up. Yeah, you I did. They, I, were, they were right to say that. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, they're, they're acting like me. I get that everyone else in the office stays... Or, or gets here at eight thirty, nine o'clock, and me rolling in at 10, like, it looks weird that they're all in business attire, and I'm wearing shorts and sandals. Well, and you're also rarely here that early, so everyone's like, oh, see, what's, is something wrong? Is, is CJ he, here? Is, is he getting fired? Is he okay? Is, is that why they're here? But hey, you know, we need a place to sleep? What's well, going on? When they're all having their happy hour and extended lunches at three thirty, four o'clock, you know where we are? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm right here right yeah, now. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Okay, so they're all out partying and having happy hours and enjoying the perks of this job. We're here. Yeah. You know what else? When they're at home putting their kids to bed and it gets dark at 5 o'clock, you know where we're at, Spencer? We're here? We're here. Oh. The snack you never know you needed. It's chicken and waffle day. Dang old heck would have ever thought to combine chicken, a fried, delicious, salty, sultry, sometimes baked in hot sauce goodiness with sweet, flaky, fluffy waffles. It's chicken and waffle day. Yummy. Now, to me, this is not a breakfast food. It's not a lunch or dinner food. It's, it's, a, it's a brunch. It's brunch. It's absolutely a brunch food. Yeah. The in-between. If you try hard enough, any time of the day is a chicken waffles day. I'm going to agree with you, Spencer. I will uh, throw out a quick warning that if you're ordering chicken and waffles, uh, don't, don't get it via favor. Don't get it Ew. delivered. Eat it in person because it never comes out right, even if you try to air fry it. But yeah, it's uh, National Hashtag Chicken and Waffles Day, a quintessential meal that began in the rural south and slowly migrated to urban communities north and west. Uh, it's actually been around for 150 years, Really, the chicken and waffle, but really only become super popular in recent. Uh, as a matter of fact, Chicken and Waffles Day wasn't started until 2021, what? thanks to Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles in Southern California. Thank you, uh, successfully founded National Chicken and Waffles Day. What came first, the chicken or the waffle? That's a good question, Emily. I think it accidentally melded together. You think so? You know, someone yeah. was like, oh, what do we got to eat? All right, there's leftover chicken from KFC. Oh, it was like a fried chicken joint, and then some employee shows up. They're like, oh, I forgot to eat breakfast, so they I'm brought like a waffle. Yeah, just throw it on there. <laughs> yeah, the first time that I ever saw somebody eat chicken and waffles, I remember being baffled because my Same uncle ordered it. it. And he put hot sauce on his chicken. And Which then, a lot of people do. And then he put the syrup on top of everything and ate them all together. And I was disgusted. Until you had a bite. And then you yep. realize that this is Little absolutely wow. delicious. Delicious pairing. Amazing. Incredible. And, you know, mm. if you have uh, Ego Toaster 
chicken, or I'm sorry, Eggo, Eggo <laughs> the waffles. That's not a bad idea. Look at my just, chicken. just make stuffed waffles with the chicken already in it. Ew. But you know, uh, just get you get you those chicken patties for sandwiches and an Eggo, yeah. and you can make your own home chicken yeah, and waffle. A, do it dirty style. I've done that before. It's sad, but it still tastes okay. You know, it's a delivery device for the syrup and like the salty kind of chicken skin. Mm-hmm. CJ, that, since today is chicken and waffles day, I'm hoping that you have ordered me and Emily and you a surprise chicken and waffles you know treat. What? I really hope you did not. We'll find out. I hope you did not. Later today when CJ's fat rolls around, but uh, it's also National Reptile Awareness Day. Oh, and, oh were uh, you aware? We have, well, you should be aware now and we have this very special message from our lizard overlords. There you go. Today's right. the greatest because it's chicken and waffle day. The food you should all be eating according to our lizardy green slimy overlords. Tired of all these kids on the internet? Well, Emily will give you something to crow about. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. All right, it's time to eat crow on the CJ Morgan show uh, with this old crow, Emily. Uh, kids are taking to TikTok to play with crows. What? What the hell? Yeah. What are you talking I, about here? It's one of those things where I was just on TikTok scrolling around and I got to a weird part of the internet that I didn't realize that the internet thought I would like. Turns out, I love it. And uh, that is feeding crows different things. There's a guy on TikTok that goes by Milkhouse6000. Completely anonymous account. You don't see anything about the person. You don't see anything about really where they live. He just sets up a camera and he has he makes little feasts for crows and he puts it out every wow, day. Feast for crows. That was one of the Game <laughs> of Thrones books. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of, you get to watch all the crows reaction to eating different things. Like, I didn't know this. Crows they don't like green things. Like, they don't like lettuce. They don't like peas. And so this guy was like, let me just throw a bunch of greenery in with, like, actual food that they would eat. And then you watched as the crows figured out, oh, if I take this shrimp that has a bunch of green on it and dunk it in the water, then the green comes out and then I can eat the shrimp. And I was like, man! Crows are highly intelligent creatures. That's so smart! Very smart. They actually are fun to watch for that exact reason. Yeah! Uh, Have you gotten into them, like, solving puzzles yet? No, no, no. They do do some crazy stuff, and it sucks that we just have grackles in Austin. We don't even have crows. We don't get crows. We get crackles. Grackles will will attack you. Grackles will attack you. Crows will be your friend. But how they edit these videos is also very entertaining. Like I said, they don't use their real voice. And uh, let me just play you a little clip of the video so that you can kind of get what I mean. Today I have a variety of foods I think the kids will like. Let's find out. It's a nice day today. The crews are here. Tugboat is up first and tries the eggs out. Ah, yes, egg soup, a crow delicacy. So you're just spending your evenings when you should be closing your eyes and going to sleep watching some weird videos of people feeding crows. Of this one AI person feeding crows. Yes, and uh, to explain the video a little bit more for those that aren't watching it, once again, it's Milkhouse 6000 if you want to uh, dive deep into the crow lore with me. But it's cute because every time, it's, it's one of those satisfying videos where every time it's the same, but it's just slightly different. You know, yeah. like he edits it completely the same. So he'll tell you what he's going to give the crows. He puts it outside. And then whenever there's a crow that shows up first, he goes, the crows are here. And then he plays the fun, like, and he like edits the crows so that it looks like they're dancing. If you could ask a crow anything, what would it be? If I could ask a crow? Yeah. I want to know, is my ex-boyfriend's fiance ugly? Okay, well, because we then actually... Because go and spy. We actually have a crow on the line. Let's find out what this crow has to say. Uh, uh, yes, crow, go ahead. Crow. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, oh. All right, thank you. Yeah, so that's what the crow had to say. Okay. Oh, so yeah. is that a yes? Is there anything else you'd like to know? Um, Crow, uh, what's your favorite color? 
Mine too. Yeah, that's not a surprise there, I guess. I, thought, oh, I bet a lot cute. of people thought it would be black, but it no, turns out that uh, that it's not. Can uh, I ask some, uh, excuse me, Crow. Is there is there ever going to be like um, uh, a lasting world peace? Lasting world peace. That's a lot to ask, but. Oh, okay. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, really? You know, I never thought that a crow would have uh, so yeah. much info on that, but I'll, I'll take it. Okay, now oh. we got another call on the line. Oh? Nah, someone's a little upset with our show. They oh. want us to shut up and play some music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, get I get that. You know, we're a bit of a talk show and a music. Yet, I understand, there's but... Not a, there's no reason to be vulgar. Okay, that's it. That's... I'm, I'm not... Hanging up on that crow. Oh that was God. that was very that rude. Was rude. Okay, that that so, wasn't a crow. That was a grackle. That one was a grackle. You know, I, I think I it was. That's how I was so mean. Just because they're smart, I guess, doesn't necessarily mean they're nice. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the hit movie The Crows Have Eyes? Or what about the birds? No, it's The Crows Have Eyes. It's from uh, the movie uh, Shit's Creek, and it's one of my favorite little side pieces. Is when the character Moya. Returning to the lab, Nathaniel. It's getting dark. Dark. But it's the middle of the afternoon. It must be a solar eclipse. That's not an eclipse, Nathaniel. Those are birds. She just plays someone that starts turning into crows uh, while on the you know while on the TV show. She's an actress, and so it's just funny seeing her. Catherine O'Hare Wait. to start to do this crow voice and stuff. If I am getting TikToks of crows popping Are you up turning on my into feet, a crow? is this the equivalent to all the dancing kids on TikTok? Am, yeah, am I just getting crow feed because I am a crow? Ah! Oh no! <laughs> what the You're going to make the same mistakes your parents made. That's just the way it is. Oh no, dad's coming and he's taking his belt off. It's Matt Bearden. It's the parent pickup. Welcome to the CJ Morgan Show. Sorry, I had to laugh. That was awful. Just had a big lunch, huh? So bad. <laughs> yeah, just right. <laughs> but if you just get tight in his pants. Hmm. Hey, do you guys worry that you're like, do you, when you think, because none of the three of you have kids yet, do you think like, oh, I'm going to be a cool parent? I'm not going to make these, oh, same, these mistakes? I'm absolutely. I'm going to be yeah. trash. I'm it not. turns out you can't, you can't avoid it, by the way. Yeah. You can't avoid it. It turns Man. out that there's literally a thing in your body. Most of the mistakes we make are not on the day to day. It's when we're angry, when we're triggered oh, into anger. At our lowest point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I hate exactly. That. And it turns out that a lot of our triggers that make us angry are because of things that were done to us as kids and probably were done to our parents when they were kids. And those triggers cause the anger. The anger causes us to go into sort of, you know, like a, to act more in our animalistic instincts and then make the mistakes we didn't want to make. Am I being clear on that? Yeah, yes. unfortunately you are. Yeah. Too clear. Uh, this one woman was talking about how her, she would watch her own mother cringe every time her kids would make noise. And it, then when, when she remembers that, oh, when now when she had kids, she would cringe when her kids had noise. And it turns out that having a long conversation with her mother, her mother said, well, my father was probably uh, an, an abuser of alcohol or whatever. He was in house and he was sick a lot with headaches. And as kids, we were always yelled at if we made any noise. So when I saw kids cringing, it had yeah. when I would cringe at their noise, it had a lot less to do with the fact that they were just being kids. It's just that I had this innate fear inside of me that someone would get in trouble. And then I probably passed it on to you because you were used to seeing me cringe when you as the kids would make noise. And now you cringe. Uh, really what it comes it's, down it's to. It's a vicious cycle. The experts say about the only way you can cut the cycle not you, have kids. Well, that is a very, <laughs> very valuable lesson. And I will tell you that sometimes I contemplate, oh, my God, maybe what if I just hadn't? But <laughs> I, I can't go backward now. I have these two. And um, this is a valuable secret, which is to try on the days when you're not angry to remember when you were getting yelled at or things were going wrong when you were a kid and how you felt as a kid. To put yourself in a child's mindset it's and scary. No. Well, it also helps you know how you would have wanted to be treated and told about this thing that was wrong or incorrect or or correction. And then be able to act on that a little more the next time you get angry. 
These pieces of advice, these articles, every parent out there knows that you kind of roll your eyes because you're like, yeah, I get it. I try it, but I'm still, I I work a 55-hour week just to barely get by in this very expensive city. Traffic sucks. Everything's expensive. I get home, and then you want me to also remember what it felt like to be a kid when I get home That's and everything's makes... jacked up and my 13-year-old <laughs> mouths off to me. It's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Um, that being said, I know that exercises similar to this have well, sometimes hey, made things a little if better. If it's so hard, maybe you shouldn't have had a kid. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Well, then you shouldn't have had a kid. No. You come in here complaining every time it costs you wanting to get a dog fixed at the uh, at the vet. May- yeah, you keep I getting should, maybe dogs, I shouldn't right? get a dog. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we should just all be alone forever. I don't yeah. want to be alone, but you know what I wouldn't mind Do for it. like a week or two weeks? Hmm. Being alone. <laughs> no, yeah, just being single just and alone. <laughs> I would sleep on the sofa. I wouldn't Woo! do dishes. I'd sleep watch on TV. The so far. Oh, God. Yeah. Terrible. So, no, it's so wonderful. 101X. It's the CJ Morgan Show. It's chicken and waffle day. Oh, I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat. Today we celebrate a recent holiday, not an official national holiday until 2021. Chicken and waffles which has been around for 150 or so years, started in the deep rural south, spread its way to my tummy. Now, before we get into our list of some Austin area chicken and waffle places, I got to say, my main problem is that one of the two items is always slacked upon. Ooh, either, either the chicken or the waffle? Yeah, you either get a really good normal waffle. This is what a lot of breakfast places do. You get a good, fat, thick Belgian waffle, and then you get a uh, flash fried chicken. You get like a mm. chicken tender that you would buy in a frozen pack yeah. and toss in. Or from chicken joints, they have really good chicken, and then they just stack it yeah. upon a soggy-ass Eggo waffle that came out of the toaster. Oh, come on, y'all. These places, uh, I do believe, have been verified to have great chicken and great waffles. And let's start where my chicken and waffle uh, love began at 24 Diner. Fun fact, oh, yeah. no longer 24 hours. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's lame. false advertisement, but what's not lame is their chicken and waffles. I really like it because the Belgian waffles fat and delicious, but it's the syrup and the brown sugar butter that make brown it so addicting. Butter? The waffle alone is incredible, but then they have big Whoa. fat fried pieces of chicken, mm. and what sets them apart is that you can get dark meat chicken. I prefer the dark meat. It's just juicier. It's tastier. The the white meat can kind of dry out, especially if it's a big hunk of chicken. Uh, at 24 Diner, you can choose dark or white, and that's why Delicious. they're one of my Delicious. favorite places. Mm. Uh, let's continue on the list. Colleen's Kitchen in the Miller area, right over by that Alamo Draft House, has wonderful, highly recommended uh, buttermilk fried chicken, uh, boneless that they do with waffles. It's got powdered sugar on it, and it is their special weekend brunch item. So if you have time to check out Colleen's Kitchen, recommend you do it. I like that place. Uh, Revelry on the Boulevard. Revelry on Lamar is a pretty damn good place to eat in its own. Uh, They have two large crispy pieces of chicken on top of a delicious buttermilk waffle. What makes theirs different? Uh, instead of syrup, they use a hot honey. So, Emily, Ooh. you were talking about the first time you tried a chicken and waffle. Your uncle was putting hot sauce on it. Yeah, it was hot sauce, and he put uh, syrup on it. I thought that was strange. So, there that you go. Hot honey? At That's Revelry, so delicious. they use the hot honey on top of the chicken and waffle, uh, and it looks just incredible. Uh, the Rolling Rooster recommended to us over on North Burnett Road. Solid chicken and waffle. Uh, they do their batter for their chicken. Chicken has a little bit of sweet. It's got a little bit of salty and sweet. And the batter a, has uh, some powdered sugar. Yeah, was, there's also a north location, too, if it's still there off Wells Branch and Mopac area. Okay. Can I give Check you a, 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 a chicken and waffle suggestion? Give me a chicken and waffle suggestion. Have you said Lucy's yet? Lucy's fried chicken? Lucy's has not made the list, but tell me about Lucy's because, yes, their chicken and waffle is really good. I mean, they're a fried chicken place, so honestly, the hardest part is the fried chicken. So uh, they have Belgian-style waffles, fried chicken, breast and thigh. They there give you, you go. both mm. and... Honey butter. Honey Damn. butter. So with that the sets syrup. them apart. Uh, one more place 
Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill down on Red River. If you can ever actually get into Moonshine for brunch, yeah, good luck. Get a chicken and waffle. <laughs> Very Yay. recommended there. Uh, another place I really dig over on Weberville, uh, one of my old stomping grounds, is the Cavalier. They do a boneless buttermilk fried chicken with pickled jalapenos wow. and a special maple syrup and whipped butter on top of it. They've really made these so fancy. I know. So there you go. We've just given you a ton Whoa. of really good places that have all sorts of different types of uh, fried chicken and waffles. And if you have some to recommend, now's the time to let us know. 512-835-1015 or uh, Spinny. They can text you directly. That's true. We also we got a quick call right before this, too. This dude mentioned uh, Waffle Love. If you ever heard of it, I think it's a little food truck up in Round Rock. And I'm looking through their menu online right now. Can't say I've eaten there or know if it sh- I should recommend it. But when you look at the menu, you change your mind. they got a yeah. grilled cheese meal. Basically, oh, it's oh, everything made with waffles, oh. including their chicken and waffles, of course, Yum. which looks excellent. Fried chicken. they got a special sauce and maple syrup with it. And then everything else is made with, like, pancakes, savory, or, sorry, waffles, savory stuff, sweet stuff. And I'm hungry because just looking at it, it's making my mouth water. It's making me insane. And I was looking at DoorDash and Favor Spencer. Unfortunately, the delivery and delivery time right now. I'm sorry, guys. We're not getting these. That's uh, okay. Last one for the day. And unfortunately, you're going to have to wait until March to get this. Uh, Torchies does their taco of the month, which is called the Roscoe. Uh, it's not the best ever chicken and waffle on its own, but it is wrapped in a tortilla with an egg, with bacon, with syrup, and a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of fried chicken in there, and it is just delicious. The Torchies Taco of the Month, the Roscoe. There you go. Uh, let us know your favorite chicken and waffle places, or bring some to us. Thank you. We're going to talk Austin Film Festival and the C.J. Morgan Show with your chance to win some badges to actually get in and attend. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to my friend Matt Bearden now. Uh, thank you, CJ. I'm actually really excited because uh, these are uh, friends of mine uh, from the Austin Film Festival, Barbara Morgan and uh, Travis. Uh, you know what, Travis? I don't even know your last name. Broughton. Broughton. There we go. And now we know. Yeah, yeah. Travis is old school radio guy yeah. uh, over at the Welcome. Austin Film Festival. Austin Film Festival, also old school. And you know how much I love to be, I love to uh, trumpet anything that helped build the city into what it is in the Austin Film Festival. 30 years now. Has been doing that. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Hey. Appreciate it. That's Barbara. a. That's you know, a, I thought I heard you say Trump built the city. Is that what trumpet? You, <laughs> trumpet check, anything that built the city. I know he would take credit for it. <laughs> I'm sure he would. And let's be real. Jefferson Starship built the city. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. That's how we became the live music capital. They built it on film festivals. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about the film fest, where it's going, what's going on, and uh, if any of my submissions have made it. I sent them to you this morning, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to make sure and put those into the pile for next year. Yeah, my fiance's tired of watching my YouTube videos, so I figured I need to branch out. You know, well, maybe we need to branch out into just YouTube videos. No, uh, please don't. Don't give those those people any more reason with their jump cuts and and portrait shooting. Uh, uh, No, I rue the day the word influencer became something. Um, So, or something that your mom actually wasn't saying watch out for that yeah. um so so festivals like a writer's festival just not just like a writer's festival it is, it a, is writer's a writer's festival, festival. Writer's yeah, writer festival. the writer's festivals the, the creator's festival and so we did branch into tv a long long time ago when people used to say that's not film um but it's turned out to be pretty awesome for us so we have so much programming that's around the creation of content and then of course we have this great film festival that's the culmination of what everybody's doing so we're showing a lot of content um next year you can make not just a short but you can also make your new digital series Oh, that's cool Um, yep we're doing those and we actually have some really great ones this year um saw one the other day that is wonderful uh that is from a local filmmaker that we're screening um and there's a lot there's a lot of different unexpected stuff in there a lot of movies people have never heard of and then a lot of movies people probably have seen some advertising for yeah there's been some movies that come out of the austin film festival right that sort of started i guess here we could say yeah 
and I think really what also starts here is like a lot of people who sort of break in and then go on to their their next. Well, um, you you said yeah. that you, you all really stress the writing. Mm-hmm. I, it, not to give people the wrong impression, you're, people aren't sitting around and staring at scripts. <laughs> no, uh, just doing they, a script reading. Yeah, there there are movies that you're yep. watching, yep. but y- you have a whole bunch of young filmmakers too that have come along the way and then through your festival have made connections and then mm-hmm. gone into Hollywood and have written now for the television that we're watching, the right. limited series that we're watching, or the films that we're watching. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing a panel about um, Justified and, like, the relaunch of a popular show, right? Because, you know, there was the Justified, right. and then there was the new one that came out this last year. And, and you know, the concept being, like, how do you reinvent something that It was people, already really popular yeah, and good. Exactly. Right. And the, but the guy that um, is, is on that panel who's a producer on the new Justified and was on the old Justified, came through our screenplay competition. And, you know, 20 years ago, V.J. Boyd uh, from Dallas, guy from Dallas. And so now he's working, you know, and I'm not going to take credit for his working, but it's like the stuff that we do is meant to try to move somebody forward. And a lot of those people have just gone on to become somebody in a room at, at a big show or actually making films. So, So it's kind of exciting, right, to see people come back and... Because I'm old enough now that um, <laughs> I may not recognize them for long. I may have to reintroduce myself. They come but, full circle, but, yeah, right? But they're they're definitely um, a lot of people who are coming back to be on panels. We have so many people who come through the competitions, and their goal is to come back and be a panelist. Absolutely, um, and you you don't have to get like a full badge where you're going to panels, things like that. You're pretty smart about this festival because you make a lot of space for folk to just pick out a movie or a couple of movies and you're really accessible. Accessible is a great word yeah. for it. Like, I feel like you're a really cool festival because some festivals seem to be very up their own asses. Well, exclusive <laughs> yeah. and like, hey, I'm trying to exclude you and that's how I'm going to be cool. And for the whole time, and that's how I even found you guys, is mm-hmm. that you've just sort of been like, movies are for everybody. It's not just for pompous a-holes. Everybody should be able to enjoy movies and be entertained and you make it easy for anyone to go check out stuff. We're talking about a very cool, very fun, very Austin thing. The Austin Film Festival. Not just a city of music, comedy, but you know what? Movies, film, television, writing as well. And the film festival's not just about watching movies. You said there's Q&A, and we do a little segment uh, during the show called Rapid Fire. I'm Uh just going to ask the two of you some questions. Oh, crap. uh, And you just answer back. All right. Uh, Here it goes. It's Rapid Fire on the C.J. Morgan Show. Why do you think so many people still go and waste their time in a theater when they can just read about the movie on Wikipedia? <laughs> it's, a, it's the group experience, right? We all like to be someplace where everybody's enjoying themselves. Yeah. So, like, when we go down the Paramount, we're doing, this year we're doing a couple of really fun retrospectives where it's movies you've seen, but we'll do it in a big group audience. So, like, uh, one, uh, on Monday the 30th, we're doing... Uh, Iron Man 3 with Shane Black, the writer-director. He's going to come in. We'll introduce the film. It's a dress-up film. We want everybody to come in their favorite Avengers costume, you know, and enjoy the film. He'll get up. He'll talk about the film at the end. He'll do a Q&A. He's even going to hit the red carpet and let everybody come take a picture with him on the red carpet in their in their outfit. So it's going to be a fun thing. Um, and then the film I'm most excited about is The Bike Riders. It's the mm-hmm. new Jody Comer, uh, Austin Butler, and uh, Tom Hardy film. It's about a biker club in uh, the 60s in Chicago. And it's re- it kind of takes the story of how the re- original bike club started and what they turned into, has, as we all know, like the Hell's Angels, right? Right. Like, it's kind of that transfer, the movie. Uh, like fighter the, pilots yeah. to... Exactly. Well, that's, that's hometown boy Jeff Nichols movie too. You know, like he's he's um, lives here in Austin and did Shotgun Stories and Mud and uh, uh, what's Shelter and that that's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's really incredible. We're oh, showing awesome. that Wednesday. Night. Yeah, you got to come to that. It's really incredible, just incredible. I mean, like riveting. So, I mean, just pretty amazing. So. Um, but that, you know, take that Wikipedia. Okay. Next question on Rapid Fire. It's a classic piece of cinema. Why was that guy so sad about his sled? And follow-up question, <laughs> why do they sometimes wait until the end of the movie to reveal what they're talking about? Mm. Um, Red Bud? No. Yes, that's, that's it. That's the street, right? Ro- Rosebud. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rosebud. Okay, I would have failed in film school. Two more questions uh-huh. on Rapid Fire. Talking about the Austin Film Fest. 
Film can be shot in many different formats. Is it true that it's really flammable? And here's a follow-up. Why? I guess it's because it was made from silver and... Yeah, yeah. silver nitrate. Yeah, silver nitrate. Silver nitrate. Yeah. The, uh, it was made for the exposure of the, of the film. Yeah. So. Not the stuff you take at a dance club, but silver yeah, nitrate. Right? I got it. Yeah. I got it. Where do, we, uh, where do we get tickets to Austin Film Festival? And uh, Matt mentioned that there's several different levels. Yeah. There's Q&As. There's yeah. a little bit of something for everyone. So we do big fancy badges, because you know, that's the rage now. That's the Austin thing, right? too. You have to have we your do big need fancy stinking badges. badges. Yeah, you do, you do have to have your stinking badges if you want to go to the Writers Conference. So we do... Uh, those are available online or at our registration that opens on Wednesday at noon at the Omni at the Omni Hotel downtown. Um, for films, if you just want to go out, we do a couple of different things. You can just go to any film and uh, buy a general admission ticket. Uh, there are lines, and so you, you you get there early if you want to make sure you get a, a, a ticket to them. Or you can buy a film pass that gets you into all eight nights of films. It's only eighty bucks. So our regular GA price, if you go walk up, is twenty bucks. So if you want to see four films over the eight days. Buy a film pass and you can see them all for eighty bucks. And film pass at eighty bucks is an insane bargain compared when to when you consider what yeah. this town usually charges for things like that. Uh, it's an insane bargain. And AustinFilmFestival dot com is where you can go get all this information. Yep. One more time, AustinFilmFestival dot com. Uh, and I'm stoked, and I'm really glad that you guys are a still doing it. And B, uh, started it to begin with, and because it's a really fun, cool thing, and if you're newer to town, this is Go a great way out. for you to, f- to feel a little bit like, oh, I've been here for a while, I'm old school Austin, and if you're an old school Austin, it's a great way to uh, to get in touch with the, the stuff that made you fall in love with the city. It's the new Mario Brothers Wonder. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to... S- say that, that I'm a nerd. Great news, Switch heads. You've got a new Mario Brothers game. It's a side scroller called Mario Brothers Wonder. And guess what? It's out today. Yeah. Yes. Worldwide. Uh, being an official nerd report reporter, we actually got this game first and have already played it. Yeah. Oh, that's, really? Wow. Well, that's That's what we could have been saying. But, but we, we didn't, didn't say, yeah, no, wow. because yeah. Uh, for some reason we we didn't get the game for free, and I wonder yeah. why. What happened? I thought you used to get games like Grand Theft Auto and stuff for free. Yeah. What happened? To that, that was a one-time thing, and then I accidentally <laughs> sent them an air check of my. <laughs> I sent them on audition tape instead of a clip of the interview. But uh, spinning, <laughs> whoa! You're a Super Mario Bros. boy. Tell me about the new game. Oh man, this is the first. This is a side scroller one for the first time in about a decade. Long time. That's side right. scroller is the classic. Flat screen 2D kind of game. That's right. You move from left to right. You can jump up and down. That is the classic Mario experience. Super Mario Brothers back in action, baby. Now I'm looking at all the reviews here. It's getting look like averages of nine out of tens. Whoa. Uh, four and a half ish out of five. It's maybe not the most perfect Mario game. But I think it's like one of the best Mario side scrollers in a while. It is, especially since the last few were like on the Wii U. Now this one uh, offers a whole bunch of stuff. You get to pick your character even. You could be Mario, Luigi, a bunch of other ones like Peach and Daisy, the other princesses, Toad, and even Yoshi. There are Yoshi is one of the. Uh, oh my Yoshi! Well, Yoshi is one of the characters that's meant to be played for kids because he has a little flutter jump and it makes it easier to traverse and things like Kinda that. Kind of like Luigi used to have in Super Mario used Brothers. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or so, Princess. Princess also had that she could kind of float a little more. Now I do think the the main cast of the four characters, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, and Toad, of all of them, uh, they have the same skills. But like, there's a few characters you can play for kids and stuff that makes you like. Invincible things like that, just for more casual people, or so you know your four year old won't like start crying and yeah. stuff. There's a couch co op multiplayer you can play with up to three yeah, other you people. Yeah, you can friends in that. That's very, very similar to the new Super Mario Brothers back on the Wii. However, this one I think people have complained that you can't like what's called griefing other people. So what does we, that we, mean? What you used to be able to do is you could like jump off your other characters' heads and like sort of screw them Smash over. Him, yeah, mm-hmm. but you could also use that as co op to sort of team up to get like a power cool. up that's on a reach or something, so hopefully they might bring that back as an option as well. But uh, It's uh, the first time uh, we haven't had Charles Martinet as the voice of oh, Mario yeah. as well. Sorry, the new voice actor, by the way, named Kevin Afghani. He's yeah, we done, got a clip of that here. Yeah. Uh, hey. hey, where's the freaking Gabagoo? <laughs> you mother <laughs> You mother 
Don't make me get the. Hey, I'm walking in. So we got a so, Mario oh. that's a little more, I guess Edgy. you could say, yeah. Yeah, that was, but that it was, still sounds just like him. It does, yeah. You can listen to all the trailers, and that was, I think, his audition tape that got him the job. Uh-huh. Now, the differences in this game, obviously, it's a bit more updated graphics-wise. The art design's slightly different if you want to go back and compare games. But the big thing with every Mario game... Is this. Bowser is coming. <laughs> Exactly. Power-ups. Right? Okay. I don't know. Power-ups. A bunch of cool power-ups. The most popular one people have seen is Mario could turn into an An elephant elephant man. Have you seen Princess Peach Elephant? Because that'll change your life. No. That's a thing. I think someone... They did, actually. I think I saw... Anyway. It'll change your life. Now, quick question. uh, It's also taking place in the Flower Kingdom. So uh, another power-up called the Wonder Power-Up, which can change how a level interacts with you. And I don't know exactly what that means yet, but, for example, there's a picture here on the Wikipedia page I'm stealing all this info from of Mario. You know, one of those warp pipes, the old-school green things you could jump into. Uh, he's riding one. Like, it's it's turned into a little thing that he's riding across the uh, the level, it looks like. Ah, so a bunch he has of, too many shrooms. A bunch of weird <laughs> things, exactly. Um, and also, uh, it's also, they've, they've emphasized trying to hide more secrets and stuff, like the old school Mario mm. games. Uh, Mario levels? Brothers 3, secret levels. Yeah, little you jump things up to the can, top, you can yeah. go to the warp zone. So that's got me excited. And looks, I think everyone else, it looks awesome, and it's getting great reviews. That looks fun, because I feel like in some of the other games that were Mario 3D and whatnot, there was a little too much that they added to it. Yeah. I can't think mm-hmm. of a specific example. Maybe with Mario Kart, I can think of an or example. Like Paper Mario. Just I, I I don't know. I like whenever they go back to their classic roots. Yeah. yeah with there's the side a lot scroller. of stuff we don't need. Like, Emily, you're a Mario Kart expert. I was I watching it. my fiancé play, and she's riding. Her train is her cart, mm-hmm. and she has a kite thing and I'm <laughs> yeah, like what the hell is that? that's not racing yeah. yes, it it is. Is. that's not classic Mario Kart yes, you're on a go-kart Mario Kart they made it all it's magical and dumb Mario it's Mario Kart, Kart not uh, not Mario Airplane Earnhardt Kart if you want to play Mario Airplane go get that game but this is not what it's about <laughs> game doesn't uh, point exist CJ just mad because he's not good at it I'm not good at it and it's dumb that you can fly anyhow we're not talking about that we're talking about the new Mario Wonder if Played it to your imagination. Let us know. I'll tell you what happened to my imagination. Um, I suck at it, and it pisses me off. So maybe this new Mario, I won't. Small confession: I've never beat the original Mario Brothers. Whoa! Never made it to the end and beat it. Whoa! Yeah. You got to do that now. I you can't s- play the new one. I got to start with number one, right? Yeah. It's the CJ Morgan Show. Never trust your coworkers. What? That's us. Never trust them. Why? Do you think we were recording you and we were asking you to do impressions of Mario? Were you? No. You missed out because they were good impressions that, and I'll never that's why be you able should to trust us again. You to know? fail you. Why can't you trust your coworkers? <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're, you know, you see us every day more than your cat, more than mm-hmm. your mom and dad, more than your boyfriend. No, not more than my cat. Not at all. I see my cat more than you guys. But Sorry to disappoint you. But do you see? Anyhow, Emily, <laughs> why can't you trust your coworkers? This frustrates me. Uh, well, um, it made me really upset because this morning um, I was on my texting machine, aka my, my brand new iPhone, and I got a text from a coworker, Todd, that says, Hey, Emily, are you available? And don't have his number saved. I don't really talk to to him that much. Uh, Works for a different station. Johnny Rude. Yeah. Um, Johnny eh, Rude. Yeah. And uh, but you know we work it sometimes in similar things, so it wasn't weird for him to text me, right? So I said, "Oh yeah, I'm available. What's up?" And he said, uh, "Hey, I'm currently taking a conference. I'm currently in a conference meeting, and I can't take or make calls, but I'm excellent with texts. If that works for you." And I was like, "Oh, I guess they're having a promotions meeting." Something like that, Uh-oh. right? Like it, that makes sense. You know, he's he probably has a question about promotions and the station for some reason. Seeing if that connects with our other station, so I said, "Yeah, sure thing." And then he goes, "Okay, good. Um, I have a presentation in a few. I need you to physically go to any nearby store and purchase me an Apple gift certificate. I need the cards back codes for a presentation." <laughs> you when I'm through. Oh, uh, how soon can this get done? 
Thanks. And then that's when I realized he was hacked. He yeah. was hacked. This was today, this morning? This was this morning. On social media? No, this is on oh, my phone, phone. Like a text, oh, like an no. actual text. So it popped he... up blue, too. It wasn't, it was like through an iPhone. It wasn't through, you know, SMS texting. It looked like he it wasn't had a an Facebook iPhone. message. It wasn't nope. something like that. So he's... And it's a 512 number. How do you know that? Oh, so you, it might not have been him. I know it wasn't him. So no. no, I know it wasn't him, but I'm saying like you don't have his phone number in your contacts. No, I don't. So but they it said this is Todd? Yep. Or Johnny Rude? Yep. Do you know his last name is John's Rude and that's how he came up with Johnny it's, Rude? Come on, it's man. pretty good. We're not supposed to reveal the magic. He 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 put his full name, so that was another reason why I knew who it was. Right. Because it wasn't just Todd. Dang! So he's being he's been hacked again. Yeah. I wonder how many people. Sorry, a few months ago, yeah, he reached story. out to me on Instagram with a very similar thing. Do you want to uh-huh. buy crypto? Well, yeah, it was like, hey, what's up? I was like, hey, what's up? It's like eight a.m. and I, I was like, I was surprisingly awake at that time. I was in the restroom having some troubles, and he was like on the phone. I'm like. As far as I know, this guy doesn't get up early unless it's for work. So right? he's texting me, and then very short, clearly, you can usually tell it very clearly became like obvious. He was like, "Hey, man, so I was doing some crypto stuff," and he sent me this link, and I was like, "I'm just gonna mm-hmm. cease talking." Mm-hmm. I texted it, uh, yeah. actual Johnny Rude himself because I had you his weren't number. texting Johnny Rude; you were texting <laughs> the guy. Yeah, but yeah, this is the second time. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? That's like, sucks. Yeah. Like, just clicking yeah. links. Guys, stop clicking on pictures of honkers. <laughs> Those girls are not actually there. They're yeah. they're overseas Romanian super secret agents. <laughs> and if you do, do it in the library. Don't do it on your own IP address. Yeah. No, and, and like our station has been hacked enough. It's been broken into. So it, it just feels like it's one thing after the other. And I can't trust anybody here. You yeah, know? that's kind of freaky. As far as I know, you guys could be texting me and you could be fake. Um, I I even messaged one of our other friends, Adria, who works in promotions with Johnny Rude. And I was like, hey, I think tr- somebody's trying to scam me. Can you let him know? And then she responded with a text that said, hey, this is this really is Todd. And that is not me. Not sure what's going on. Thumbs up. But then it tripped me out because I was texting Adria. Right. And but maybe then, she was in on it. And maybe she was in on it. And supposedly Johnny Rude so actually you buy, answered. So that's what they try to do. Don't ever buy gift no. cards. That's how scammers no. do it is because those are... Kind of, sort of untraceable. But yeah. what if you did buy the Apple iTunes gift card and they just also, bought iTunes? like bought like a hundred dollars worth of Taylor Swift songs, <laughs> just all Tay Tay, and they're like, "Oh, that's what you scammed me for." All right, right I guess I'll, I think I'll you would have liked that. Yeah. You'd yeah. Been like, oh, cool. I was just. <laughs> I never. I've never seen the uh, the text one. So you I can, haven't either. So the five one two number doesn't mean anything because you can spoof numbers pretty easily. But it's still I guess so. But it made it more realistic. The fact that it was a coworker that was setting up some like the something premise was kind of legit yeah like a conference meeting hey and you know we do promotions and stuff and and johnny rude is handling that so i remember when i worked part-time one of my jobs was to go out and buy gift cards to put in gift baskets that we were giving away for the, for station. the radio station yeah. so when i read this it's I not was that like, abnormal kind of weird that he would ask me to do it like i don't i don't work as a pc See, anymore if it was me it would be fine because usually our our uh, our main man in promotions evan i'll text him and i'll be like hey i need someone to run to walmart and get uh a dozen bananas and a slingshot <laughs> so it's always weird stuff like that i'm yeah. like hey we're doing a wrestling bit on air do you can you get some ky and a small swimming pool it's always things like that yeah so once uh, once if i ever text asking for anything normal or a gift card you know you know it's bad unless it's a lego gift card then i know it's not a bad no, idea no, no, well, that's how they're gonna trick us they're next, gonna be smart about it next question they're still responding to my texts. I'm pretending <laughs> like I'm still going to get those Apple gift certificates. Um, it's been a couple hours, but how should I respond? Because I want to mess with them. Let's call them. You want to call yeah. them? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, text them right now. Okay. And say, okay, I got the gift card. I'll, uh, I'm about to call you with the number. Ooh, I was going to say, I wanted to see, what if you said, can you call me when you're done with the meeting first to see how they sort of squirm about it, but yeah, then do that. Yeah, t- yeah, tell, yeah. Them, tell them you got the gift card, you're calling them from work. Okay. Uh, do that right now, and then we'll call them. Sounds and good. And we'll see how this turns out. Emily, scammer update. The phone number's not working, because obviously it's a spoof number, but Emily... We did text them back, and they responded. Mm-hmm. You asked them. I said, uh, can I ask you something? They yes. responded, what's it? 
very legit. And obviously. then we responded with, "Does your wife know about us?" Because <laughs> I need to know. That uh, that should shut down the scammers. I used to that that was my whole basis of. My early radio days was doing what I called reverse prank calls. Mm -hmm. So I would answer telemarketers, scammers, the Obamacare insurance just started. So you'd get a lot of cold calls about that and a lot of scams. And that was my entire evenings over on our sister station. But you can still find those prank calls at the CJ Morgan on SoundCloud. It is time to play Bros on Cinema. I'm going to do some heavy bro-centric films and ask some questions. And young Emily here is going to see if she knows, if she can identify what movie I'm talking about. So the answer is always going to be a movie. I'm guessing that the Barbie movie is not on here. Emily, unfortunately, it's not. These are all ah. films that uh, if you're hanging with a dude bro. Yeah, a film bro. Yeah. He's Oof. probably going to make you watch these. Oof. No, uh, so this Oof. is what Ken would make me watch. Abso-freaking-lutely. Oh. Let's start with the recent one. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Now, have two people on the line playing on behalf of you or against you. Stressful. For a chance to win tickets to the Austin Film Fest, uh, let's start with your first one, and the answer is going to be a movie. This Quentin Tarantino film is a love letter to movies. Los Angeles featured a lot of feet and retells the tragedy <laughs> of the Manson murders through the lens of stuntman Cliff Booth. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes! Wow. God, I love that movie. I hate that movie. Dude, the, the, <laughs> I've never oh. seen it. Don't spoil it. Oof, the scene where he's staring at the mirror and he's like, what'd you have to have goddamn five whiskey sours? I swear to God, I'm going to kill you if you screw up. That's what I used to do in the mirror, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I miss okay. uh, Margot Robbie's feet. Uh, yes, but Margot Robbie is such a dream. All right, uh, let's move tasty. on to the... You can see him in Barbie movie, too. Uh, oh, yeah. It shows her feet? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, they do. I did not know that. You need to I watch Barbie movie. Come on, be a bro. All right, let's go back to bros on cinema. Emily's got one point so far, and let's see if she can continue to reign supreme. This Scorsese classic reimagines the New York draft riots, Tammany Hall, the trouble in the five points, and stars Daniel Day-Lewis as a bro hero reigning supreme. In fact, you might have oh seen you might have seen uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character Bill the Butcher mm -hmm. as a poster in a lot of young men's bedrooms back in college. <sighs> what movie am I talking about? Scorsese classic. Scorsese classic. Scorsese classic. Scorsese classic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Five points. New York draft riots. It's it's a period piece in the 1800s. Oh, oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> he just said uh, 1800s, not eight. To be fair, the next the next question, the answer was Wolf is of Wall Street. So Emily you just asked me the question. I'm gonna get Emily has two points. What? What? Just, uh, Cass, there's two listeners playing against each Literally, other. Literally, the next CJ so rules. You've got one wrong and two correct. Yeah, the next question is Wolf of Wall Street. So well, good, what was the answer? What good, was the good question? job, Emily? But she didn't get Gangs of New York. I know she got Wait, one wrong for Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Of New, like. Gangs of, New, gangs of oh, New York. Oh, Gaines. Gangs oh, no. of New York. I didn't say weird. <laughs> gangs of New York is the name of that movie. So Emily's okay. got two points. She's got one against her. Let's move on to this next one. Sure thing. I'm winning. This hot <laughs> film made a lot of middle schoolers in my age fall in love with Shakespeare. It had a soundtrack <laughs> that included uh, the Cardigans. Uh, Radiohead uh -huh. and Butthole Surfers as it retold a tragic tale from the Shakespearean era of love lost. Ooh, there's two that I'm thinking of, but I'm going to go with Romeo and Juliet with yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Correct, correct, absolutely. I, I was thinking Shakespeare in Love. That's the other one that people like to talk about. Yeah. But I remember watching Romeo and Juliet um, instead of reading Romeo and Juliet in a English class and it was a supposed to be on both your houses. Yeah, it was supposed to be a pre AP it was, class. It was dumb but it, it was a fun one. Also uh, I think that was the He's movie hot. that launched Claire Danes right? She's hot. She's very hot. hot. Everybody's hot in that movie. Uh, it's just a hot movie. In the movie Tropic Thunder Robert Downey Jr.'s character says this. Everybody knows you never go full What Whoa. Johnny Depp movie had an uh, actor nominated for an Oscar by not going full R-word. 
In Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey okay. Jr. says you never go full R-word. What Johnny Depp classic had an actor nominated for an Oscar by not going full R-word? What movie was that? What's Eating Gilbert Gray? Yes, congratulations, Emily. (laughs) Yes. And now your your 10-point bonus question. I almost made a joke and said Edward Scissorhands. This is is worth 10 points, Emily. This is for the win. This is for everything. Okay. What do all these movies have in common? There's one thing every one of the movies has in common. Ed, uh, Every one of these movies. Okay. Every one of these movies has one thing in common. Is there one thing? A shot one on film. Thing? No, no. <laughs> Don't really. listen to me. I'm okay. not playing. Um, it it has um, it does have a specific actor in it. You might. Does one it, thing these movies all have in I'm common. I'm going to say they all have a similar actor. Do okay. I have to say the actor? You, you have to say the actor. That's the whole point of this bit. Is it? Robert Downey Jr.? No, Emily, no. No. No, uh, <laughs> no that's not it. I'm not going to tell you. Don't. Le- Leo? Leonardo DiCaprio, oh. yes! Oh. Uh, oh. Guess what? Both people playing win Austin Film Fest passes, so congrats. And yeah, these are all Leo movies. Oh. I love them. He's so dreamy. Did you know? Welcome to the learning segment of the CJ Morgan Show, but since we're all here... I kind of thought we would pause for a moment from the knowledge and learning to create a new intro for this segment. Very Simon and Garfunkel style. I want us to harmonize. Here's how it goes, gang. Did you know this fact, my friend? It's time to learn on the show again. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Okay. Did you know this fact, my friend? It's time to learn on the show again. Because CJ is so damn creepy. But you didn't tell us that there were we more lyrics. Listen to him when we are sleeping. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's. Did you know? Did though? you know? Let's. Did not you know? a single. Not a single radio tuned no. to 101X now. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? <laughs> oh come on! All right. Oh man! There you go. Did you know? Uh, Vin Diesel basically had to trade his cameo in Tokyo Drift for the right to do Riddick 2 because, uh, I'm sorry, Riddick 2 had flopped so hard that he traded his rights to appear in a cameo in Tokyo Drift so he could do Riddick 3 and make a little more sensible movie like the original Riddick. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever watched The Chronicles of Riddick. Pitch Black. It's, it pitch Black. It's not bad. I like Pitch Black. Pitch Chronicles, Black was pretty good. The Chronicles Chron- of Riddick is ridiculous, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. Never seen it's, it. It's, it's ridiculous. One of those, <laughs> it's one of those dumb action movies you just put on in the background. And but you're like, wow, this is an action movie. I've seen it. It's about it. That's yeah. it. it. It can get a little Riddick. I like Pitch Black. It's a little bit more fun. Pitch, more of a horror film. Pitch Black kinda. was better, and then they made it way too wild to the second one, and then Vin Diesel is in charge of it, did the third one, and now he's trying to do the fourth one. Mm. Um, he's trying to make an entire franchise. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I that's what that. I know. There now you know. You know. Well, did you know? I'm going to actually uh, need your help, CJ, with this <gasps> one, since you are the number one Simpsons fan here in this room. Let me know yeah. if this fact is true or not. Okay. I mean, it is, because I said, did you know? But did <laughs> you know, in The Simpsons, the reason why Mr. Burns says, ahoy, hoy, when answering the phones is because Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to answer it that way. And uh, they just wanted to show how old Mr. Burns actually is. Hey, hey. Yeah, That's funny because yeah. I used to do that on the radio. Yeah, that, yeah. That was how I'd That's answer sometimes. That's originally how Alexam- Alexander Graham Bell imagined that we would be answering all of the phones. That's and it's great. just a cute little Easter egg that they threw into the yeah, show. Yeah, they do. They have a lot of those. Mis- that makes sense. They do a lot of those Mr. Burns jokes. Oh, so you didn't know this one? Uh, I did not. Yeah. No, you got me. Did you know CJ? You know me. Spencer, do you mind if I ask you to do the next? Did you know? Because I'm afraid that mine will trigger CJ in such a way that it will bring the whole segment to a That I won't oh, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this might be a bit of a setup. Uh, for y'all to dunk on me, but did you know your brain ignores a lot of sensory inputs? We blank out while driving, but still reach our destinations. We tune out smells pretty quickly. We tune out physical sensations. We, like, tune, out, we tune out the C.J. Morgan show while driving. When you try to be Simon and Garfunkel. For example, you ignore how your tongue's resting in your mouth. Did you guys, you guys Yeah, if you think about it too much, you'll choke on it. You know, you guys, you guys are, you know, sort of a 
pay attention it's, to them when you swallow and things like that or when you're blinking? No, whenever <laughs> I'm forced to swallow like that, I completely disassociate. Yeah. yeah so I it, just go into survival mode and just do what I can do. It says here it's probably an evolutionary trait, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, that's the boring part. Okay. Did you know? Did you know? Do we know? Vlad the Impaler uh, got his name because he repelled uh, an attempted Ottoman invasion by making a forest of wooden stakes piled high with the Ottoman corpses. According to Chalka Condoles. Chalka mm-hmm. Condoles? Is that correct? CJ? Yeah. Oh. A contemporary Greek historian, there were over 20,000 people in his forest of the dead. Now, one thing is that. Look at that and realize that I just pronounced Chalka Condoles correct. Look at how that's spelled. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Chalka Condoles. This is also going to be a European history, and I think uh, maybe you yeah. have much well, to say. You want to know what's kind of fun about that is uh, he was already fighting with his own counts and the Hungarian Empire at the time, but uh, Mehmed II, the Ottoman that invaded, they used to be buddies. They used to live hey together guys. along with his brother. I'm going to go to the... When he was a kid... Grab a coffee and a water. You guys uh, want to Count Dracul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was, I need a snack, I think. He was sent to go to the Ottoman court, and they were both... Mehmed II and him were little boys. His older brother stayed and kind of hung out with them, but uh, he came back and ended up ruling, and that's when he just yeah. decided... Yeah. Shut up! The Carolina Reaper can suck it Officially. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird or is it wired? We're going to find out with Professor Matt Beardenson here on the CJ Morgan Show. He's got the PhD in hot dong. Pretty hot dong. I didn't plan out my intro. (laughs) You didn't at all, did you? No. But PhD, pretty hot dong, you don't want to have that title? Okay, I'm fine with it. Okay, cool. Go ahead. I uh, hate for a long time now the Speaking Carolina of heat, Reaper. Hit. Sorry, I was. I thought that was a good like segue, but I should. It would have been good five seconds ago. <laughs> and if he wasn't already talking, and yeah. I interrupted him. <laughs> uh, speaking of hot. <laughs> and <laughs> did you actually get high during the last song? No, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> you sound like you're high. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one's weird, Matt. This one's very weird. Well, what I was trying to say is officially the Carolina Reaper was the hottest pepper, even though for like a couple years now people have been like, oh, there's this thing called Pepper X. This yeah, guy yeah, designed yeah. this pepper, Pepper X. Except it wasn't official. Now they would run it through these Scoville tests and they'd say, look, it's clearly hotter, but it had not been deemed hotter. Uh, last week it became official with the Guinness Book of World Records. Now the uh, Pepper X is officially the hottest Look. pepper on record. Yeah. Um, Once you get up to Carolina Reaper area, none of that matters anymore. It's all the same in your it's mouth. All it's pain. disgusting and it hurts. And I've done it before. Trust me, I know this. And why? Why is it comedian Rory Scoville gets to decide what's hot and what's not? <laughs> I think he's so stupid, but you made me laugh, and I'm mad that you made me laugh about it because it's so stupid. Damn it, I was going to go on with a bit and pretend I'm being serious, but no. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm glad it made somebody laugh. (laughs) It really is upsetting uh, that Rory gets to control all of that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it should be Nate Bergazzi. Yeah, the Bergazzi <laughs> pepper. Can we just make up our own pepper hotness that we name after comics? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it should be. Uh, so anyway, uh, the Dave Chabelle pepper, which is, I, don't, I, don't, I know that's stupid. The Dave Chabelle pepper. Um, this is, this weirder wire has nothing to do with what it was supposed to be. I know. I, 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 we're all just ridiculous. How did we, now I feel like, do you remember when you were a kid and you'd spend the night at somebody's house? Yep. And you'd stay up too late? <laughs> and and you'd start getting yeah. funny? Are we yeah. just all spent? It's... I was like, I get to take some time off because I do some stuff with kids, but you all did back-to-back ACL, ACL weekends. Oh, yeah. That's so why we're loopy. It's essentially three straight weeks of work, no time down. Is that what we've we've hit that moment now where everything's funny? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And then, but, but good for us, bad for listeners. Let's enjoy this moment because then the moment after this is when we all get depressed, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So I want to stay with the giddiness. Let's so, laugh all night. Let's say, Matt, did you bring in any of these Pepper X's for us to try. Yes. 
I did not bring in any Pepperexes to try. I love hot foods. Absolutely love them. I love the feeling you get, the endorphin rushes. And those Carolina Reapers taste pretty good, actually. My yeah. only problem that I have with hot peppers and hot foods is that you always have one person in your group who's decided that it's a sign of masculinity. Oh, yeah, Chewy. And so they, enjoy, <laughs> they, they can't chewy. just enjoy, like, I like good flavors and hot. I don't like it yeah. it's just strictly for that. And then someone's no. like, yeah, that's not hot at all. <laughs> Doesn't bother me as, at all. As they're sweating and, and, we, yeah, and convulsing. Why are, you, why are you wearing your Zubas and doing uh, donuts in the parking lot of your with your eye rock? I don't, why do you have to be this manly? Can't we just enjoy and have a good time? Now, do you eat the peppers like whole, or do you dry them and crush them on a pile of poundstone? <laughs> Paula Poundstone. Oh, really reached really reach back there. I don't know. I had to wedge that one in. <laughs> Are we still on air? Is this still happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play a song in a minute. Okay. I'm just coughing too hard. And Matt's laughing too hard. What's happening? Jalapeno Poundstone. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's movies ranked by the tomato meter. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up, celery man, please. Yes. Welcome to Clickbait Corner. Earlier we did a little uh, contest called Bros on Cinema where I did something with Emily where I was trying to see if she could guess what bro movie I'm talking about. You messed me up. And the one theme that connected all these bro movies was one of the actors, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Uh, I thought we'd go through, Rotten, according to Rotten Tomatoes, his top 10 movies ranked, and I'm already disappointed because a couple of my favorites not here. Basketball Diaries? Including, <laughs> yeah, uh, including one. I've seen every movie of his, I do believe. Wow, I did not realize you were like uh, the equivalent of a Taylor Swifty for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. We'll absolutely. Call you a Dickie, a DiCaprio. I love him. Um, one, of, one of the disappointments is they didn't put uh, Blood Diamonds here, where he does a really bad South African accent. Oh, that sounds. Uh, let's start with number 10. <laughs> I took. A, I took a date to see this movie, and she was mad at me for the rest of it. She'd be, it was The Wolf of Wall Street. Lots of <sighs> cheating, lots of uh, sex with hookers, and she would... The bad movie to take someone to. Yeah. Learn that one. I yeah. have yet to watch this movie because my favorite thing to do with film bros is when they're like, oh, I love The Wolf of Wall Street. I go... Oh, you know, I'm, I've, I've actually, like, never seen it. And then they go, <laughs> it's, like, the best movie ever. How have you never seen The Wolf of Wall Street? It, it kind of glorifies that dude a little too much, but I like it. It's stupid. It's fun. Uh, and number, you're not supposed to like him. You're right. not, but you're it not. makes him too likable. Jonah Hill with those big old chompers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine, Marvin's Room. Don't know anything about it. Number eight, one of my favorites, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he plays Rick actor Rick Dalton just... At the end of his career, and it's just reminds me. Even my fiance is like, "That is you." At the, the end of your character. career, well, I, I hope, hope not. No wonder you love this movie. She compared you to Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. Oh, uh, number see. seven, The Aviator, where he plays uh, Howard Hughes, the very eccentric uh, airplane aviation billionaire. Pretty good, pretty weird in that. He can he can get into some characters. Was he that is, another a Scorsese one? That's not. Dude, it might have been. I can't remember. It was Scorsese. Dude, Leo and Scorsese have teamed up a lot. Uh, number six, Titanic. Yeah, all the girls love that, whatever. Oh, okay it's so that. good. Uh, number Brain. five, his character is uh, Candy in Django Unchained was unhinged. Yeah, it was great. Love yeah. him in Django Unchained. But why Num- don't you like him in Titanic, bro? He's all right. I mean, it just wasn't special. Number four, <laughs> Inception. Inception was, again, it was a lot. It tried to make itself too cool. Very I saw high, it once. Very high concept, and they did a great yeah. job explaining it. But, you know, if you get a little tipsy like I did, it's, it's you can't really enjoy yeah. the movie like it's supposed to be enjoyed. You're confused. Number three, I think this was his first role, and what got him nominated for his first Academy Award, What's Eating Gilbert Great. Love that movie. I watched that all the time growing up. Yeah. All uh, the time. Number two, cue up the, uh, the Boston music, The Departed. Oh, yes. Where he plays the undercover agent in that. Jack Nicholson is great in that movie. Another Scorsese film, The Departed. Number one, Catch Me If You Can. (gasps) Yay! uh, With Tom Hanks, where he plays the uh, the con man. That one was pretty good, but I just don't feel like that's his number one. I 
loved that movie. I feel like that's one of my favorites because he got to play a character that kind of embodies all of the different characters that he's played in the past. Sure. Oh, and in the future. I mean, his... Uh, uh, it feels like the Wolf of Wall Street character kind of sort of has the same swagger as his character in Catch Me As uh, If yeah. You Can. And Jennifer Garner's in it, and I yeah. love her. So I'll just watch anything with Jennifer Garner. Well, mm. let's roll through a and few of his... Walken. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, Christopher Walken's in that, too. Yeah. Plays oh. his dad, right? Uh, yeah. Let's roll through a few of the other ones really quick. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, number 12, Gangs of New York. Uh, Romeo oh. and Juliet at 14. Uh, you mentioned Basketball Diaries. That was I saw that somewhere on here, but it was pretty low. Oh, you're passing it's by the Great Gatsby. What are you doing? Great Gatsby's number Man. 21 what at are you 48%. Doing? Ba- basketball Diaries should be pretty low. <laughs> I always scroll by, and Netflix, at least earlier on in the streaming, used to always recommend that to me. I was like, why do you want no, me to watch you. Basketball Diaries so bad? It's the, <laughs> the Quick and the Dead, where he's a gunslinger, a young, fast one, I think, killed by Gene Hackman, down at number 18, 58% on Rod. And tomatoes. Uh, let's keep going, seeing if there's anything really. The Man in the Iron Mask was such a bad movie, but I love it. It's about the Musketeers. It's so corny, and John Malkovich is so weird. It has Gerard Depardieu. Hi, I am I here. W- I watched The Man on the Iron Mask and Mushrooms once, oh, and I laughed so hard. It is such a bad movie, but like bad good. I, like I will that. say. All like right, there that. you go. There's your top Leonardo DiCaprio movie. <laughs> so, movies. wait, wait, wait. What was the one that you thought should be number one? Gangs of New York. Oh. No, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, Shutter oh. Island. Oh. oh. You may roll your eyes at his antics, but we know you're still listening. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. 